Thanks for checking out this past Sunday's teaching. Every Tuesday, we'll release audio from the previous Sunday's message. If you want to hear the vertical staff talk more about what these teachings mean for everyday life, a roundtable discussion releases every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, my name is Drew Cleek. I'm part of the teaching team here at Vertical Church. Uh, so excited to be with you guys here in part two of a four-part series we're calling The Enemy's Noose as we move through the book of Esther. Um, we have Austin and Ben that are off this week post-Easter, uh, getting some much-needed time with their family. And hey, maybe your family's like my family. You're deep in your Disney Plus accounts and you've ran through Moana and Frozen 2 and onward dozens of times and you're needing a little bit of a change up. Well. Here at Vertical Church, we're giving you a little bit of a change up too. We're uh, bringing you something that's old but good, things you didn't know that was deep in the Disney vault, like a Rescue Rangers DuckTales type of thing. That's who I'll be for you today. If you don't like my 90s references or any of my uh, my humor, uh, don't worry. Pixar will be back next week uh, bedazzling you with their high-definition graphics and great vocabulary. I'm talking about Austin and Ben, but <laughs> anyway, before we uh, jump into the content, let's uh, open up with a word of prayer. Father God, thank you so much uh, for being able to just meet people in their homes. I pray that these words that we're getting ready to say are your words and not my words, and they land on the hearts of the people that need to hear them. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So if you weren't here for week one, Austin did an amazing job of framing up the identity of this character, Esther. Um, Esther is such a great book. It's an example of a lot of the things that we're dealing with today and how we'd be successful through that season. Um, Esther's a 14, 15 year old woman and she's living in modern day Iran, which is Persia at the time. And she's essentially recruited into sex trafficking and she's brought into the king's harem. And the reason that that happens is because the king has just deposed his wife and is looking for a new queen. So he puts out an all call to the nations and Esther essentially rises through the ranks of the harem, and she's effectively made queen after she finds favor with the king. Now, while Esther is rising up, there's another um, villain that's also gaining momentum in the, king of, in the kingdom of Persia, and this guy's name is Haman. He's the villain of our story, and he hates Jews. And ironically, he hates a man named Mordecai the most, who just so happens to be Esther's uncle, unbeknownst to him. And Haman has done all these things to set the stage for what we're going to see here in chapter 3. And he has bent the ear of the king and influenced him enough to where the king has agreed to go along with genocide. And he's made this proclamation. And here we are. Chapter 3, verse 13. And letters were sent by couriers to all the king's provinces with instructions to destroy, to kill, to annihilate all the Jews, young and old, women and children, in one day. The thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. And a copy of the documentation was to be issued as a decree into every province by proclamation to all peoples to be ready for that day. And the couriers went out hurriedly by order of the king, and the decree was issued in the citadel of Susa. And the king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Susa was thrown into confusion. And I just want to look at some of this word usage that's in this scripture, right? It talks about killing and destroying and annihilating people, which sets up this environment of confusion, right? 
And if you look at those words, I mean, you could have heard those last night on a Fox News report, right? And so as we, we look at this, this environment, this situation of confusion, I just can't help but to empathize with those people because maybe you're in that, that same place, right? Like COVID-19 has essentially put this death threat against the nations of the world. And the people of Israel that are living here in this kingdom at this time, they've gotten a similar death threat and they're just waiting for the shoe to drop, right? And all the wedding plans and the jobs and all the things that they had that were so important before now are seemingly unimportant. And it's created this situation of uncertainty. And so I just want to take a moment to pause right there and say, if you're feeling that, you're feeling that confusion, that uncertainty, I just want you to know that God is still in control, that God is moving in the midst of everything that's going on. And I asked my wife about how she deals with confusion and uncertainty because I'm in the military and I've missed six out of our seven anniversaries. I have four kids and I've missed dozens of birthdays um, across all the children. And I've even missed the birth of a child. I asked Jane Randall, well, how do you, how do you deal with that? And she's like, well, Drew, like, honestly, like, there's a lot of times where I get really depressed. I'm confused by what we're doing here and where we're at. Um, I even get sometimes angry at God and I have this fear factor that settles in. But ultimately, like, I have to come to this place, this understanding to know that God is there and he is present, right? And that's the exact same thing that's happening with Esther in the story. So as I said earlier, she's not just a character, she's an example, and we're not just going to pull out the, the moral tidbits here, but we're going to actually unpack some of the raw emotion and the humanity of the story of Esther. Because that's what we like to engage here at Vertical Church, is the raw humanity of what we are living in this life today. And so I want to bring you into chapter 4. And as we look at it, we'll be starting in verse 12. And Esther has been... Through this, this whole roller coaster of emotions, right? So, chapter three is ended with the word confusion. You opened in chapter four, it's talking about lamenting and sorrow. And then there's this fear piece. And then in verse 12, it says, Esther's words were reported to Mordecai because Mordecai is asking her to be an advocate for the people of Israel. And it says, Mordecai sends back this reply Do not think that because you are in the king's house that you alone will escape. For if you remain silent, for such a time as this, deliverance from the Jews will rise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, maybe you've come for, into this royal position for such a time as this. Like, Esther, you may have not have known, but God was working well before you became queen. And he's going to work well after you're your queen. And he's working in the midst of all these things. And here's Esther's reply. And she goes, okay, then go gather all the Jews together in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days or a night. And I and my attendants will fast and do the same. And when this is done, I'll go to the king, even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. And here's Esther saying, okay, I'm going to take this role. I'm going to be that person. But... You guys have got to come along inside me. You've got to encourage me. Move into chapter 5. And it talks about how Esther puts on her royal robes and she stands into the inner courts of the palace and the king's sitting on his royal throne facing the entrance. And when he sees Esther, 
standing into the court. He's pleased with her. And he holds out his scepter and he accepts her to be able to speak to him. And that's where we're going to just uh, stop the story for today. And I just want to take a moment to look at this, this text right here, this content right here, and just pull out three very um, practical points that you can take with you today and apply into next week. And the first is when we look at Esther, she prepares herself spiritually. She makes ready her heart, right? That's the first thing that we have to do. When all the uncertainty, when all the emotion, when all these fears and all these things are happening, we have got to just rely on God. And that happens through prayer, right? That relies on community. She asked other people to pray for. God doesn't want you to sit there and suffer in silence. He wants you to reach out to people. And then there's this fasting piece, right? Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily just your diet. Yeah, I mean, some of us need to do the diet thing. I bought a 40-pack of moon pies at Costco the other day. I'm a very sick person, but honestly, like, it could be anything. It could be the media that you're taking in. It could be how you're structuring and prioritizing your day. All those things are just a readjustment or refocusing towards God. And when you make ready that spirit, that first point, leads into point two, which is, you have that mentality switch. We have to change our mentality, Vertical Church, because right now some of you are sitting there dominated by the six inches in front of your face scrolling up and down. And it's just this constant OODA loop of fear and confusion and depression, and you're never getting to the other side of it. And see, once Esther makes ready her spirit, she then changes her mindset. And she says, if I perish, then I perish, right? That's, that's a very stark contrast to what she's saying just Eight, eight verses earlier when she's worried and she has all this fear and anxiety. So change your mentality. And then the final thing that I want to leave you, the final point that we want to give you is to make your body presentable, right? And this is the physical aspect of what we have to do to just bring this whole thing into close, right? So you, you've changed your spirit, you've changed your mind, and now we're changing our body. And some of us haven't been out in two or three weeks. Cody CrossFit's shut down, right? We're letting it all hang out. You don't have anywhere to be, so you're Pooh Baron walking around with a t-shirt and no bottoms. I get it. But God asks you to be the best version of yourself. And even in this story, it says that Esther puts on her royal robes. She makes ready Right? She prepares herself physically to go before the king in one of the most, probably the scariest things that she's ever done. And it just brings that whole thing together, right? Is that, that spirit, mind, and body. And I'm asking you, Vertical Church, to get yourself ready for COVID-19 season, right? Because God just doesn't want you to be there in the suck. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to come out to this other side refined, and I can tell you that there's so many times in my life where I didn't know where God was going with things. I didn't know through the uncertainty if he was even there working. Right here is five years of journals, through the death of friends, through the, the loss of loved ones, through financial heartache, and even like marriage problems and parenting issues that I didn't know, God, what I was supposed to do. And God just said, hey man, give it to me. Make ready your spirit, change your mentality, prepare yourself physically, and just leave it on me. Vertical Church, I just want you to know that there's a staff out there that loves you. 
There's a lot of stuff that we're doing here amidst all the chaos and the insanity. And if you're new to this church or this is the first time that you've ever logged in, I pray that you guys just go into the content, you look at it, reach out to the church if you need the community around you. Because as I said, God doesn't want you suffering in silence. Um, I just want to thank you too for the opportunity to be able to speak into your homes and speak into your family. And I'll close this in prayer. Father God, just again, I love you so much. I love the people of this church. I love the community that it gives me, God. And just the encouragement that, that the people in this room have been to me, God. I pray that we can quickly get back together so we can praise and honor you. It's in your name I pray. Amen.